Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Paw Prints. My name is Stephanie Cody, and I'm your host. Today, we are going to talk about one of the special programs we have on our campus called the Lion Pride Conference. I have several guests in the studio with me today, and I'm going to introduce them to you. First, we have Jilly Prater. Hi, um, I'm a math teacher here at Foley High School, and I also coach volleyball. We also have Mr. Jimmy O'Kane. Hey there. I'm one of the uh, one of the band directors here. I'm also in charge of the music industry programs on campus. And Mr. Stan Schatz. Hey, I'm one of the assistant principals here at the high school. So part of the reason I've invited these individuals into the room today is because they are leaders in our program that we have here called the Lion Pride Conference. So this is a program that we instituted last year. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about how the program began, the originality of it all. And basically, this was started because a team of teachers prior to COVID um, joined a program called the Hope Institute, which is all about helping create a culture of positivity on school campuses. What I love about Hope Institute is it's not a cookie cutter program. They don't just give you a curriculum and say, this is how you fix your school, or this is how you make your school better. They realize that every school is different. So we um, began going to this program in the fall of 2019 and met with all these different campuses, learned about what different schools were doing. And then we were even given an opportunity to go to Childersburg High School. Um, which is a very small school. I think they have a total of about 400 students for ninth through 12th grade. And we got to see some of the programs that they started to institute because of the Hope Institute. And one of the things that they did was a house system. So we had all these great ideas in early March of 2020. And then we all know what happened in the later part of that month. And we were put on lockdown because of the pandemic. So after the new school year started, we were just kind of going through the motions, trying to get used to this new idea of school during a pandemic, and it kind of got put on the back burner. Um, But during that summer, Bernadette Kyle, who was a librarian here at the time, and I got together and we discussed these things that we had picked up through the Hope Institute, and we recruited a team of teachers that we knew could help bring this idea of a house system to our campus. And that is how, um, like today, we have Julie Prater and Jimmy O'Kane. They are two of our house leaders. Now we call them teams, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, But we approached these team leaders and basically said, you know, we think that you guys have the energy we need to really make this happen. So last year, we divided our campus into eight different houses, is what we called them at the time. Each house was named after a famous street in Foley. So y'all help me out because I'm afraid I'm going to leave one out. But our teams are Austin, Cedar, Laurel, Mackenzie, Magnolia, Oak, and Pine. But that's only... And Fern. Fern. See, told you. I knew I would miss one. Um, And it's nothing against Fern. It's just inevitably I'm going to miss one. Um, Anyway, so we divided our campus into eight different teams. These teams are made up of students from ninth to 12th grade, and they compete against each other throughout the academic year in three core areas, and that is academics, attendance, and behavior. And so last year, it was great. We threw it out there. The faculty jumped on board. Lots of great things happened. Um, And then we got together this summer. We said, okay, what works? What doesn't? What can we make better? And one of the first things that as a group we really recognized was that what we were doing was so much cooler than just calling it the house system. So um, 
Luckily, Jilly's sister, Ashley, is um, our marketing person on campus. She's fabulous at what she does. And she was, basically we said, you know, what's one thing that most of our students can relate to? And it's sports, yes. right? Yes. So we have the Southeastern Conference, which is made up of all these different teams. And we said, what if instead of calling it, you know, the house system, let's call it the Lion Pride Conference. And so instead of House Austin or House Cedar, we actually have Team Austin and Team Cedar. Um, so that's basically a, just a very short background of how this began and how we are where we are now as far as what we call it. Um, and so what we're going to do for the next few minutes is really just tell you kind of a more in-depth of how this works, how <coughs> students are able to earn the points that they earn for their team, um, and kind of talk about the pros, what we've seen happen on our campus because of us bringing this program um, into place. And so uh, really, I just want this to be like an open forum where we can all just kind of share our own experiences. Um, and I, I guess the first thing we can really talk about and explain to our audience is how are students able to earn points through the academics, the attendance, and behavior. So if any of you want to jump in and talk about that. I'll talk a little bit about it okay, because cool. uh, this, as uh, I'm being Jimmy O'Kane, okay, I'm the, the head of uh, the head coach of Team Cedar, if you would. And uh, so I like to talk with my students in about how the game runs. You know, my big thing is you can't win if you don't play the game. So really participation helps, uh, gets most of the, the points for them, but it could be as little as showing up to a sporting event. We have QR codes where kids can uh, scan the QR code, take a selfie of themselves at the event, and each one of those is worth a point. Um, voting for teacher of the month, every vote is worth a point. Uh, your academics, your grade point averages all get put into a spreadsheet and due to some very scientific calculations that I don't understand, <laughs> well, <told> that. <laughs> uh, it comes out with a point value in the end. So we used, uh, we started off using only their GPAs um, every, what, every three weeks, usually. every three weeks, we would put that together and that would generate points. Now we use absenteeism, ab absenteeism as well. Uh, so we can put in how many days that student has missed since the last period where we scored. And of course, if you haven't missed any, then you have a higher point value than if you've missed three days. So there's incentives for that as well. Um, we also do uh, trivia on our, our Lion Pride news that we put on in our homerooms. That's a big deal for my kids. We really love that. Uh, I walk into class uh, every homeroom period saying, all right, get your computers out. You can't win if you don't play the game. We got trivia today. So we get really serious about that. And uh, let's see, we also do other seasonal events like at Christmas. I think we have uh, Leo on a shelf instead of Elf on a shelf. We do Leo on a shelf. And uh, we've got a poster of Leo the lion dressed as Buddy the Elf. And he is in a different place around school every day. So when students find Leo, there's a uh, QR code, or they take a picture with Leo, and they send it back, and everyone that comes back, they get a point. So there's a bunch of little things. It's not just academics, but it, uh, it starts to become fun after a while. So the goal is, you know, if it's not fun, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And, you know, so we really try to push that. And, yeah, so far it's starting to take off. I think so, too. 
I, and here's what I will say too. Ad, with advisory, which is where the students are recording their GPAs and their attendance, that's powerful too. I don't know if everyone in the community knows, but the way that we do homeroom at Foley to me is amazing because basically these students come in as ninth graders. They're given a homeroom and they're with that homeroom teacher from ninth grade to 12th grade. So we actually get to see them come in as children. And then we are the ones that actually hand them their diploma at the end of their time here at Foley. Um, and so we're able to have conversations with these kids when their GPAs drop or if their attendance starts to slip, we can have those conversations. We're basically like their school parents to some extent, right? Yeah. We're their biggest cheerleader. Um, <clears throat> what is neat is when, since we're recording this information every three weeks, if the students' grades go up, they actually earn bonus points for their team. Um, so I think that there's an extra incentive there for the kids of not just doing this for the benefit of their academic you know, growth, but really because they're helping out their teammates as well. Um, so I think advisory is one of the things that we do really well here. And I think it's one of the things that has helped this program um, take off as well as it has. Ms. Prater, why don't you tell us about how we record our behaviors? Okay, so each nine weeks? Yes. Yeah, each nine weeks, every teacher on campus and staff as yes, well yes. Um, have the opportunity to give one kid a positive behavior referral. And those are a lot of fun because any kid could get a positive behavior referral yes. and it recognizes them for the little things that they're doing that are awesome yes. that sometimes get overlooked. Um, the kids really like, they enjoy getting those yes. and getting that rec recognition. Sometimes the students don't even realize they have been awarded that positive behavior referral until they get their certificate in class. Mm -hmm. And those are also delivered by students. So it's right. always just a fun time for the kids to see who's doing that positive behavior. Yeah. And they get like five points. They do. That's the biggest, that's the easiest and fastest way and biggest way to earn points for their teams. Um, so that, you know, that's always a big boost. And then I think like you said too, I think it is really fun when the students come in with that certificate. And we, we do, we make a big deal of making sure not only do we make a big deal when we deliver it to their class, but that we put it on our social media because it is something to be bragged about. And I think what's really neat too is it, like you said, it's not just faculty members, it's our custodians, it's our cafeteria ladies. Like literally if they work in this building, they are allowed to give what we call a positive behavior referral. And I do, I think it really helps with the morale of our staff and our students. Not to mention all of our staff, no matter what they do, they're also on teams just yes. like students. Every teacher, every cafeteria worker, office staff, paras, everybody that's here on campus is divided onto a team as well. Yeah, I think that's, the, to me, that's one of my favorite things is just like the smack talking that even happens in the hallways between not just the students, but the faculty members as well. I think yeah, that's like, really like the best house, House Laurel. Right. Yeah. Uh, it definitely <laughs> is competitive. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. it is. Like the teachers, when we had our uh, the e-learning day and all the teachers and were split up, actually not just teachers, the staff members from each team got together to do a chili cook-off. Talk about competitive. Oh, yeah. That um, was intense. Yeah. We actually, we were fortunate enough to have several people uh, there to help judge the contest. Uh -huh. And uh, I think, Miss Cody, you were helping out your teams. Uh, Miss Cody and I had been kind of handed the responsibility <laughs> we <were. laughs> of, of the chili cook-off. Um, and she was helping her team out a little bit. So uh, I was in the role of answering people's questions as the chili cook-off was going on. And when you talk about it getting competitive, like, <laughs> They weren't playing. Yeah, no, I was like, I couldn't answer. I couldn't answer someone's question without offending someone else. <laughs> well, tell them a little. So explain with this chili cook-off too. I think what the audience needs to know is, 
it wasn't like this was pre-made chili. Like we had right. two hours to cook yeah. it, prepare it, plate it, all of it. Yeah. So we had uh, a guest speaker that morning that came in and talked with the teachers, well, with everybody. And uh, after that, I think at ten o'clock was it ten o'clock? Yep. 10 o'clock and we said you've got two hours. And um, our administrative team had kind of come in that weekend and set some stuff up uh, to make sure we had enough um, stations for for all the teams. Uh, make sure we had tables set up and all that kind of stuff, and because uh, there's no playing around. No. <laughs> <laughs> if we had had if if we had had one thing off, uh, then we would have definitely heard about it. So, uh, yeah, two hours you couldn't cook anything beforehand. Right, everything had to be cooked in that two hour span, and then at twelve o'clock on the dot, we started, uh, I guess, judging the chili. Right, and um, the judges were. They, they use sheets to mark off uh, different categories for the chili and everything, and uh, we ended up having our winner at the end of it. We so. did. That was so great. And, I, well, you know, and so not only is it just cooking chili, though, and because I don't – people who know me know that I'm not a cook. I'm just not. My husband is, is the chef at our house. And so I did not help cook chili. I think I cut a, a little bit of like onion up, but that was about the extent of what I did. I helped with decorating. And so the other portion of where people can earn their points is we actually each have a table that you can decorate however you want to fit the theme of whatever you're doing for the chili cook-off. And I think that's the other really cool thing is that even though it's chili, like these judges legitimately got eight different types of chili. Like yeah. I know ours um, for Team Magnolia, <clears throat> which you know, I'm biased, but we're the best. Anyways, <laughs> our chili was like carnitas. So we did pork and um, we used a Instapot to make sure we could get everything cooked on time. Yeah. And then I know one team and I, I don't want to, it may have been McKenzie, did elk mm -hmm. in their chili. I mean, yeah. like this yeah. was it like was our chili, our chili was like, was just meat. It was a traditional cowboy chili. Gotcha. But it was hot is what I heard. It was very hot. <laughs> I heard but there were no hot. beans. It was just, um. I think it was chuck roast or something. Okay. I was I was not the cook. Right. I did the decorations. Yeah. <laughs> the way we broke down the points was 50% of the score was your chili. Another 25% was your sides. And then the, the last 25% was your decorations yes. for the tables and everything. So. And that was what was neat. Like, I know for Team Magnolia, because we did carnitas, we went with like a kind of like a Hispanic theme to our chili. And we had an entire food truck. Like, we – like human size out of truck. cardboard food truck. So, um, and you we, did it all in that two hour span. That was impressive. Um, uh, no. Anyways, uh, that part was never said. We were oh, told girl. just the two hours for, for food gotcha. preparation. Nowhere did it say that's we debatable. had a full campsite. Huh? We even had, we even were resourceful and used the rocks from outside and carried in rocks <laughs> and had it uh, uh, like an authentic campfire. Well, was, is Mr. Wilhelm on your team? Is he the one? Yes. Did he paint like that phenomenal sun? Yes. Oh, that my had heavens. like a cowboy backdrop. Yes. It, yeah. was, it was incredible. Okay. I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I'm okay. So each of our administrators are, are uh, kind of, they, we work with, with two um, houses or two teams. And uh, Miss Webb has removed herself from from any of the teams because she to be biased. she doesn't want to be biased so it's actually our four principals and we have eight teams so each assistant principal has two teams and uh so i have cedar and pine right um and uh cedar i think with our deck the decorations for cedar were a little <laughs> okay. bit different than all right so <laughs> cedar was under the impression that everything had to be done in that two-hour time limit yeah so uh, the folks that were doing the decorations showed up with some 
basic raw materials that they had to come up with to right. make it in two-hour time frame. And they did a great job for Apparently, a two-hour time frame. we were mistaken. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, you could do some prep. Yep, I was mistaken too, but next year we'll know. Oh, we will know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I'm just saying. <laughs> Cedar came in second place, and, and our table may not have been the best, but the chili obviously spoke for itself. Yes, mm. that's what I was going to say. Y'all true. came so, in second place. So. Oh, but remind me really fast. So, um, who was first? Um, <laughs> whose chili ran out first? That's because it was so good. Oh, uh, oh, it was right? yours? Uh, Are you sure? It, we ran out too, I will say that. I guarantee you we ran out before you <laughs> Anyways, yeah, as you can tell, fun. a little competitive, you know, it's, it's, it just gets slightly competitive. Yeah. Um, but again, good energy. We do have a lot of fun with it. And what was really, really cool, too, is we bring in central office staff to help yep. judge this event. Right. So Mr. Tyler was with us that day. Mr. Eric West came. Miss mm-hmm. Janae Dawson was here. So they got to see, to me, this is the coolest part. To me, they got to see the team bonding that was truly happening on our campus. And I know that they were impressed because... Um, at the at the conclusion of um, the event and finding out who won and everything, Mr. Tyler spoke and he said, you know, I think, I don't want to misquote him, but it basically led up to the fact that he can feel the shift that's happening on our campus. And he said so much so that he donated $1,000 to each of our each teams. Right. It's Absolutely. massive because yeah. when I tell you guys when this all started last year, um, Bernadette and I and a team of teachers that we recruited were scooping rock hard ice cream to reward these kids. Cause that is one thing we, I, I don't think we've hit on just yet, but at the end of every nine weeks, the top three teams are rewarded with some type of incentive. Um, and last year that was whatever we could get donated. So the ice cream last year for first quarter was donated to us so graciously by Stacy's drug. And um, so we literally were just scooping bowls of ice cream and, that was tough, but we made it through. So now when it's like, oh, man, we actually have money that we can purchase things for these students. Again, most of it's food because if you know anything about teenagers, they will literally do just about anything for food. For food. Um, so I know this year, first um, nine weeks, we did nachos and yeah, pizza. There was nachos, mm-hmm. uh, for, nachos the, for the top, for the top three. three teams, yeah. and then uh, there was pizza for lunch for the first place team, which was Cedar. Cedar, yeah. of course. And then the, uh, the second quarter <laughs> – we had uh, ice cream. I believe it was. Well, we did donuts no, wait, for we did all donuts three. Donuts for everyone and Culver's. Culver's donated, donated. ice cream yeah. and Sunday toppings and stuff uh, for for, for first place, <laughs> which was also cedar. <laughs> Just throwing that in there. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, and where third quarter will go, we have no idea. I, so. I think I'm seeing a pattern. So. I think hey, we know who's going to be first after that. I'm telling you, you can't win if you don't play the game. <laughs> I mean, Laurel's it's pretty strong in second now, yeah. right? That's true. It, it could right. literally be anybody's game. Well, and that I think that is the coolest thing. And anytime I get to show data or anything to, to the community or we present this to different um, organizational groups, I always like to show them how close it truly is. Because we come within like 10 to 15 points with each other. Right. It yeah. gets it gets really tight. But I think in the in the long run, it does create a camaraderie um, between the staff primarily to do that. And then we see that trickle down to the students. Absolutely. Um, we had uh, in, in Team Cedar – We've got a little thing that we do. We hold up our right hand like a C, and we say C's up. And I actually had a kid see me and say C's up and throw his hand in the air. And I was like, wait, what? Okay. It's catching on. I yeah. thought it was just me being a hokey old man. Right? No. No, it's A catching. kid caught on to it, so that was well, kind of neat. If we could talk about the prizes real quick yes. one more time, kind of going back to that. 
um, and hit on what we did last year. You know, you were talking about uh, how hard it was to try to get uh, what we could with what funding that we had. Right. When you think about um, trying to do prizes for the top three teams, that's over 600 kids. Yes. Yes. Not including their teachers or, no. or whoever that you're trying to provide prizes for. Correct. And even if you're spending a dollar a kid, right? It's over that $600. Adds up. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're spending two dollars a kid. You know, you kind of right. get the picture. But we were able to last year find find some folks in the community that yes. that helped out a good bit. I think you also wrote a couple of grants. We've gotten you know? a couple of grants. The Hulks, um, Lolly Hulk and her husband donated some money to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we've gotten several grants. We United Way just gave us a grant here recently. The South Baldwin Chamber Foundation has given us grants in the past. We're about to reapply for another grant from them for from them for this year. Um, so yes, it was we you know the, between the grant writing and the donations from just different partners in the community was the reason that's the only reason we were able to survive last year to get through with these incentives because like right. you just said I mean there's 200 kids per team roundabout mm-hmm. and so when you're doing the top three it is it's 600 kids that you're trying to do something for yeah. and I will say I, I do I definitely want to mention the Gulf Bowl because yeah. at the end of last year for our overall number one team. Uh-uh, which was Team Magnolia. Anyways, they um, – I digress. Anyways, um, we – re- they, they had some – I don't know. Should we get into those uh, GPAs? Anyway, so we – 40 point oh, That was pretty great. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, see, it's I'll a just lot edit fun, that yeah. part and leave that out. <laughs> anyway, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But we, um, we got – you know, all the Team Magnolia students got to go to the Gulf Bowl and then to help – you know, award even the teacher, the homeroom teachers, they got to go with their homerooms as well. Yeah, and, and it was to, a school day. Yeah. And so they, you know, they got the opportunity. Well, I think we were, it was at the end of the school year. It was. It was we the were, end of the They year. got the opportunity to ride over there and, hey, but and spend half counts. a day. Yeah, yeah, it still counts. Right. Still and they counts. bowled spend for half a day bowling, yes. um, And then laser tag and playing games, yep. right? And then, um, you know, they, I think pretty, pretty much as soon as we walked in the door, they were hitting up the canteen. So they were just excited to actually right. have, like, a selection of Coke and, you know, pizza and all the things but um that was a huge gift that they gave us by discounting that as much as they did that we were able to pay for these students to go yeah but you know i guess what i was trying to get to is if there's anybody out there listening right who might (laughs) for sure you know yes uh, help out in some way we we definitely um the the community support is one of the biggest things that helps push this project forward so when it comes to providing prizes for the students, that's the that's the big thing that gets them moving in this direction. So um, you know, if there's anybody that wants to help out with that, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that we've even us. talked about is that eventually, because again, this is just our second year, and right. I will say when Bernadette and I, the summer before we kind of threw this out, we actually FaceTimed with several different principals around the state, and resoundingly, the thing that we were told is start it. If it doesn't go well, just keep pushing it. Eventually, it will catch on. And I know at one of the um, meetings that we went to, I think when Julie was there with us, one of the things that they told us, and Jimmy, you may have been there too, is that they said typically when you start anything new, it takes about seven years before yeah. it really you before you see a drastic difference on campus before the kids like 100% are there. And I think that's what's really cool about this is that we're only in the second year and it's it's called fire so i feel like man seven years from now who knows what this could really be yeah um 
I will say one more thing about the faculty side of things, and I think something else that we did this year that was really, really cool, and I'll be honest, I think Jimmy did it the best. He did. Let's be <laughs> he real. Did. I mean, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, was the draft day that we did for our new teachers. Uh, that, that was, was so fun. the coolest thing. It really was. Like, it was really awesome. Because, you know, typically, for those of you who, who have, you know, may not know this. When we have new new teachers come in, we do have like a new teacher committee where they do they're paired with a teacher here on campus that helps walk them through the school year. But as far as like introducing them to the faculty, it's you know usually like a stand up, raise your hand, I'm so and so, real quick. Uh, draft day is a whole lot right. more fun to do that. Much more yeah. energy. You have each coach from each team go up. They already know who's going to be there, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll call them out. You know, like this is. John Smith from blah, 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 and wherever he's from, from Pensacola, Florida, <laughs> running into House Cedar, yeah, first-round yeah. draft pick. And right. it just they stand up, everybody claps for him, they join the team. So it's just a lot of fun. It really is. And, uh, you I know, loved it. Yeah. And so, I think next year it's going to be even better because I think this year was our first year to ever attempt it. And so uh, I think yeah. a lot of us were kind of like not really sure how this was going to go. But after you came up with the music playing. Oh, and, man. He I had the a, NFL theme so going. Awesome. It was like being at the actual draft for NFL. Oh, uh, just wait. I'm... I, I, he, he followed me. And I <laughs> thought that I nailed it. We were the second. Yeah. Oh, y'all second. did. Like, we did a great job. We did good, job. right? And then they get up. I was like, I'm going to go sit in the back. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, y'all should know. I'm a little extra. No, but that's like great. Extra. That's what we need. I, yeah, cool. yeah, I thought I was I think extra. next year we need to definitely ramp that up across the board, and uh, I think we could make it a really fun event. Right. I mean, that, that little bit of buy-in that you get from yeah. everybody, it makes all the difference. It's the, the sprinkles on the Sunday, if you will. Yeah. yeah. One hundred. Well, and again, I you know for our listeners too, I think the biggest thing that had so many of us excited about this, and and really, I think the reason that even with my team leaders that they've jumped on board with it too is that at the end of the day, the purpose of this is to just help cultivate this you know culture of positivity that mm-hmm. we want, and I think that that's exactly what this does. Is it helps one get every student in a group with somebody they belong somewhere um but two it does that for our faculty and our staff as well i was thinking that same thing it i i knew what to expect in the draft because i knew it was coming but the new teachers didn't right they 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 were clueless that we did the teams and that they were going to get drafted and I, don't know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I heard some of the new teachers. They were talking like, "Well, I was a first round draft pick, and I was a second. <laughs> I had no idea they were even still talking about right? it. Right? Because who would have thought teachers would think, right? You know, yeah. you know, when they got drafted was important. So that I don't know. It kind of hit me then. That, oh, right. that did matter to them. That's definitely yes. one of the coolest parts about this whole thing is how it brings the faculty together. Um, you know, Foley's all, already in the years that I I've been here before we started doing this was already like a, a family style place and everybody was you know kind of on the same team and we're, we're we're working towards uh making things better for the students and all that stuff but this has really stepped it up a notch you i can agree go. and i think that's good that you say that because at the end of the day i will say this while it has brought this healthy layer of competition even even when people smack talk i love it because at the end of the day even though they may be on a different team than me i know that it that we are doing something for our kids that's really bringing, you know, joy and happiness to a normal school day. And it's just like with the positive behavior referrals, our main motivation for that was the fact that we want to recognize all the great things that are happening on this campus every day. And the reality is that our kids are great kids. Basically, we're just really happy with the fact that this program has allowed our students and our faculty to to bond and to find a, a connection with each other. Yeah. Definitely. 
But I thank you guys so much for coming in today and for talking about this. I know, look, I kind of threw this at them last minute, but these are some guys that I know have um, really jumped on board and have been huge contributors to the success of this program. And I, you know, I will say that that's one thing I'm super proud of our faculty and our staff because they have really bought in on it. Um, and I know that we have great days ahead of us because we have great support from administration and from our staff here at Foley High School. So I'm excited to see, you know, what we, where we're at in a few years from now, because I think it's, it's going to blossom into something really cool. Ultimately, I think the biggest thing that we want to make sure our audience understands is that the purpose of why we started this program was that we wanted to address those three core areas, academics, attendance, and behavior. Um, and again, I think our kids were hitting the mark on a lot of those areas, but there's always room for improvement. And so with academics, just to make sure our audience really understands advisory, when these students come to homeroom every three weeks, they're given a paper copy of their progress reports. They write this information down on a paper form that they're given that the homeroom teacher keeps up with. But once they've recorded the information, they meet with their homeroom teacher one-on-one -on -one so that we can talk strategies. If their grades are slipping, we talk about how can we improve that. If their attendance is starting to slip, we talk about is there anything that we can do to help on this end. So these are conversations that they're having with an adult on campus that can advocate for them if there are any areas of concern. But they also, because we are recording it in this generated spreadsheet where they can earn points, they can also quickly see, you know, as, has, has my GPA increased? Has it dropped? And I think the really cool thing about recording GPAs across the whole school year is one area that we noticed with our ninth graders is that because we weren't recording GPAs in the past, a lot of times we would have these freshmen who at the end of their ninth grade year would realize that their GPA wasn't where it needed to be. And sometimes that took away eligibility for sports and other activities banned. And as anyone knows, if kids are involved, they're way more likely to be successful here on campus. And so I think it's helped us kind of keep a lot of these kids on the right track to be successful while they're here. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I think one of the big things that with us adding attendance this year, uh, it's helping us address an issue that we've noticed as administrators here at the high school, and that, that is our chronic absenteeism rate. Um, it's, it's something that we've kind of reached out to parents about, and we've started to initiate some uh, some things that maybe could help help drop that rate just a little bit but I think it's big that everybody understands you know once you get to 18 days in Alabama or, I'm sorry not unexcused unexcused or excused regardless uh, once you get to 18 absences uh, you're chronically absent and that impacts the school in a big way because uh, when our report card releases 10% of our grade is attendance so that chronic absenteeism rate is something that's big for us because it, it impacts the perception of your school. Mm -hmm. And when people are looking to move into an area, they're going to look at what that school's grade was. And anything we can do to improve that, um, to, make, uh, to make it so that Foley High School is a more marketable place and um, somewhere that, that people want to bring their kids and, and be a part of, uh, you know, we want to we do those things. And um, I think this is something with us instituting attendance this year, it's, it's going to help that. A good bit because uh, now students are tracking their own attendance it makes them accountable and they have to sitting there you know filling out their form they have to see hey I missed five of the past 15 days I missed a week of school right over the past three weeks 
I need to get my stuff straight. And I, well, what's really cool, and I'm sure as homeroom teachers, y'all can attest to this too, is kids are making the correlation that they've never made before that, oh, my attendance really does affect my success in class, you know, because obviously when their absences are up, their GPAs are not. So I think those kind of conversations are taking place too that haven't been taken place as often before. Mm -hmm. I mean, every three weeks we're talking about their attendance. And again, I don't think that's been happening in the past. So it's another huge benefit. Yeah. And if you talk about the behavior part of it, um, when Stephanie was talking about the Hope Institute, that that's a, I guess, an initiative to build character and character education in schools. And for us, ultimately, when the kids graduate, everybody's going to go their own way. They might go to work, go to college. Um, but what we want is to have kids that are just good people. Yes. Have, you know, have those good character traits that carry, carry over into the real world and, um, Hearing about a kid being successful and doing good things is wonderful, but also hearing stories about just how awesome our kids are and that recognition from the community is that's just as important. Oh, it's I think that gives me, you know, more pride sometimes than anything is I love when we take a group somewhere and the business or the organization that's sponsoring the event for them to say, man, Foley kids are awesome. They're they're respectful. They carry themselves well, and it's this kind of you know mentality. I think is big. I'm I'm with you. I think character is just as important as the academics. It's just as important as the attendance. Yes. So absolutely, that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you know we Foley High is such a great place, and we just want to show showcase the good things that are going on here. And this is definitely one of those things because. Uh, you know, everybody that I talk to uh, and maybe share this information with, we've done presentations on it right. uh, for all the principals at the secondary schools in the county. Uh, we've done it at the at GRIT conference, you yep. know. So when we get those opportunities to do these things, I've never heard anything but positive feedback. And people want to know what's going on here. Right. And they want access they to it. it. They, yeah. want to, they want to be able to do this at their school. So it's really a special thing that I think we've got going on here just in year two. So it's young, but uh, we can definitely uh, see where it could grow into something huge. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to do a snag. I'm going to do like a little a plug for my husband because I feel like I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't mention, yes. um, you know, my <clears throat> husband. I, I'm an English teacher by nature. I'm going into the CTE world, but I, math is not my, my jam. But my husband is a engineer, and so obviously that's totally his field. And he actually <laughs> is the one that created – all of the spreadsheets that we use that keeps up with all the data. Because that's the other thing too, is when we sat down and kind of formed all of this, our biggest thing was we knew we couldn't ask our faculty to do much more than what they were already being asked to do. We know it's, it's hard. I mean, we're covering all the standards. We're having to keep up with all the bells and whistles. And to add one more thing, I just knew that um, to get the full buy-in, I had to make it as easy as possible. And Mm -hmm. so this spreadsheet, it couldn't be any easier. It's very, very easy to enter the information very quickly um, and then it keeps track of everything for us. Just like the QR codes, when these kids scan in at the events that they attend, it all feeds into this spreadsheet. So no, like it doesn't, there's never any human error because it keeps up with it, unless of course someone accidentally enters data wrong. But we have <laughs> found ways to not have that happen. I think it would be a huge outlier if that happened now, so we yeah. have a better way of tracking it. But Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because without him, we really couldn't make this happen. No, I don't know yeah. that we could. And I don't think there's anybody on campus that can run a spreadsheet or create <laughs> one like that. And that, that is the key and the countless hours that go into it outside of school, outside of work for him. 
I know we all appreciate it so Blake's much. Blake's like the commissioner of this line of Right, right. Because <laughs> it would not right. be working like this. Could you imagine trying to do all this on paper or something? Well, yeah. and the best part is if y'all only knew, because that was the original plan, is yeah. that Bernadette oh, and I were going to no, walk around no, and collect no, no, papers no, no, from no. all the home. And, well, that's, again, it was a conversation that I had with her. And I was walking, when I'm on the phone, I'm bad about pacing around the house as I'm on a conversation, especially if I'm, like, really jiving with it. And he just literally walked up to me and he said, stop. I cannot listen to you talk about this anymore. I've got you. I will fix it. We'll make it happen. And um, I think, again, just like anything, though, last year's form was great, but he didn't like it. He was like, nope, we got to fix this. Yeah. And so this year's form is even better, but he's already made notes to himself right. about, mm, I'm going to do this differently next year kind of thing. It was so. probably fun for him. He probably looked at that and was like, oh, yeah, I can make yes. this cool. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah, it's that, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to say nerdy, but for but, sure it's that, like, like he gets yeah, excited about, let me thing. build this He was spreadsheet. like, this yeah. is so in my wheelhouse. Right. I think like, when you get excited about building Excel spreadsheets, like you, you're okay with having that nerdy side. I agree. Like well, hey, I'm not complaining because it right. has totally benefited us and my family. So I am yeah. A-okay with it. Yeah, my, favorite, right? my favorites, whenever I notice, because I'm, I'm a math teacher, I'm a numbers person, and I noticed that some values were higher in one area. And so I had to go, okay, Stephanie, I need you to go look at this. But tell Blake, this is what it's just, she's, she was having to send an email right then to tell Yeah, because I wasn't going to remember the time I got home. And really, Julie's okay. the one that caught the error of um, where the issues were. Because last year we were doing GPA, like, that's the, yeah, that's the point you get, period. And now homerooms earn it by average. And so it has really corrected a lot of the skew that we had that was kind of off last year. So, yeah, I Yes, I am not the – and even now when faculty members come to me and they're like, I have a question, I'm like, I'll I'll see if I can answer it. And if not, we're going to write it down, and we'll take it home and let Blake answer yeah, it. Yeah. Every year will be a little bit better. It will. You'll it will. always find something, and uh -huh. we just reformat and keep it going. That's right. Just keep it going. But that being said, he did a pretty dang good job. He really did. Year, he did. Like... It's pretty – I think it's one of those things I do – I love getting to show the community what this looks like because I think it really puts into perspective, like, wow, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And, honestly, it's great for us to be able to go back and pull the data later. Yeah. So. That's it, though. That's all the things we wanted to share with you with the Lion Pride Conference. As a community member, if you have any questions about it or if you would like to talk with us about possibly helping donate to the program, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can always email me at scody at bcbe.org. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paw Prints, a Foley High School podcast. Paw Prints is recorded in Foley, Alabama at Foley High School. You can listen to Paw Prints on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. Thanks, guys, and have a great day.